This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In a civilized and cultivated country, wild animals only continue to exist at all when preserved by sportsmen. The excellent people who protest against all hunting and consider sportsmen as the enemies of wildlife are ignorant of the fact that, in reality, the genuine sportsman is by all odds the most important factor in keeping the larger and more valuable wild creatures from total extermination. Theodore Roosevelt Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Wild Initiative Conservation Coffee Break. Today I'm sitting down with Tom Oakry of the Shepherds of Wildlife Society, uh, founder and CEO. Tom, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, Sam, to talk to you and all those great people that you talk to every week. Yeah, you know, so uh, I've already had you on and we've talked a little bit about Shepherds of Wildlife. But for those that have not listened to that episode, why don't you give the quick overview of the organization and uh, generally your role within it? Yeah, so, you know, I've been in the uh, outdoor communications business. I'm a second generation outdoor communicator. I've uh, been involved in a lot of really cool stuff on television and on, uh, you know, radio. Just been involved in some just really wonderful things that we do in the outdoors here in North America and around the world. And and really what we've seen over the years is uh, some major changes within our society. Uh, we see where the developed world has got a real disconnect with nature. Um, and we feel that the, that the uh, ultimate end game here is, is going to lead to the demise of of wild places. And uh, so myself being an outdoor communicator, I'm a filmmaker, uh, I work a lot with a lot of still photographers, some of the best uh, wildlife still photographers in the world, some of the best filmmakers in the world. And uh, I chose to figure out a way that we could do something about it. And the idea was to bring together a core group of individuals that as photographers, filmmakers, we have a very unique um, uh, look at the world. I mean, every day we're out there uh, capturing mother nature at its finest. And also, you know, how man's involved in it through wildlife conservation here, especially our North American conservation model. So 
what we saw and what we see today is because of this disconnect, uh, wildlife and wild places are, are, are threatened like they've never been threatened before. Uh, and the biggest issue really being human population increase across the world. And what happens when you, human population grows is you end up uh, having to grow more food. So you destroy more wildlife habitat. And in essence, what happens is when you don't have any habitat, you don't have any wildlife. So we've got this unique look. We see what's going on. And, and our real goal is to create uh, awareness uh, campaigns where we literally uh, will reach out to decision makers like politicians, uh, talk to people in the media. Uh, we also want to talk to uh, the teachers. Uh, and we've actually been working on several education curriculum where we're going to be targeting uh, grade school kids and also kids in middle school about wild places and, and not just the wild places, but our place as humans within that circle of life. I mean, every day we make decisions that have end results that, you know, cause and effect that affect other things outside of our little place where we're at. It depends on, you know, where do you get your power from? Where do you buy your food from? Who do you buy your food from? Where do you drive? You know, I mean, all these decisions we, that we make every day have, uh, have an effect on wildlife and wild places. So our goal is to, is to create some awareness. Uh, you know, we, we've actually seen some surveys where, you know, close to 50% of kids in certain public school systems in the United States don't know that a burger comes from an animal. Uh, they think it just comes from the grocery store. So we see that huge disconnect. We see that being a huge uh, you know, problem for wild places in the future. And then the other thing we see is we see groups that uh, have political uh, agendas, namely places like the Humane Society of the United States, uh, the Center for Biological Diversity, and others, that uh, they really uh, they use the Internet, social media, and they've weaponized it, and they use it to... Uh, push out their agenda, and their agenda is to make as much money as possible and, and shut down uh, what we call uh, the preservation of wildlife through conservation, which conservation is the wise use. I mean, if anybody wants to debate that, when you, uh, you live in Tempe, Arizona, or Phoenix, and they start to run out of water or Southern California, what is the first thing that the politicians tell you to do? They tell you to practice you know, water conservation. So wildlife conservation is, is a misused and misunderstood name. And unfortunately, we've got some groups of people out there that are utilizing it to go to people that are uh, this group of people that really are disconnected from wild places and the animals in them and don't understand anymore or even where their food comes from. So our goal is to try to educate people about those issues and at the same time try to change uh, some of the, uh, the misinformation that's out there and kind of take it head on. So you definitely, uh, in, in that introduction of Shepherds of Wildlife Society, you definitely touched on several of the issues. Are there any other kind of top-level pressing issues that uh, the organization is currently addressing or facing? Well, you know, that's a great question. You know, we're actually starting a campaign called Keep the Wild and Wildlife. And, uh, you know, it's, it's part of our overall and overarching strategy. But one of the things we're working on today, I just, I just got back from Zambia a couple days ago, and uh, I've been working on a project, a film project. And our goal there is, uh, you know, the hunting community, the wildlife conservation community that deals with sustainable utilization has done a con just an incredible job. Uh, doing great things for wild places and wildlife, uh, but we've done a terrible job of talking to the broader public. Uh, we preach to the choir on a daily basis, 
And our world, our sphere of influence is literally just within that small little world of people that hunt and fish. And, you know, if you look at the latest statistics from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, you know, less than 6% of the population in the United States hunts. And, you know, they buy a hunting license in any given year. And that's a pretty, pretty small group of people when we live in a, in a society, at least North America, uh, you know, you're pushing well north of 350, 360 million when you include the Canada and the U.S. Um, so, you know, we have a situation where we have to do a better job of talking about why we hunt and the reasons behind the wildlife conservation model that we have pioneered, you know, as hunters. And that's Teddy Roosevelt's North American conservation model. Uh, it's the greatest, most successful wildlife conservation uh, model, you know, ever in the history of mankind. And but unfortunately, it's facing some dire consequences because that model is paid for by a hundred dollars, the vast majority of it, and shooters uh, through uh, excise taxes that the government charges on various sporting equipment. So you know, when we have less and less people in the field, less and less people going out shooting, there's less money to pay for. Uh, the preservation of wildlife, which is, you know, that's the, the game wardens, that's the conservation officers, those are the people out there protecting uh, and that resource. But also the conservation of it, we don't have the people out there going to be paid to do the research, you know, the, the wildlife biologists and the scientists. All these people have got to be paid so they can do that, and if we don't have the money in the hopper, it's not going to happen. So it's really critically important that we change how we talk to the general public uh, so we have an initiative called the Principles of Modern Ethical Hunter. That's something that we're really pushing. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, shepherdsofwildlife.org, and you can click on a link uh, for our ethics, and you can kind of see what we're getting at. You know, with uh, social media where it is today, people, um, and then the fact that they don't understand why you hunt uh, because they don't know where their food comes from. They don't understand the North American conservation model and how we've had so many successes with wildlife over the last hundred plus years now. Uh, so our goal is to try to talk to the, to the broader public, uh, besides talking to hunters, we want to talk to the broader public about, you know, what is it and why we're doing it. And so my point of bringing up Zambia is I've been spending, well, two and a half years, it'll be a three-year project where we're depicting uh, a tribe in Zambia that are subsistence farmers, but they're, you know, they're, they're dealing with food stability issues. They're dealing with disease, alcoholism. I mean, even, uh, you know, when you're a subsistence farmer and your, your crops fail, what do you do? You poach, you put out snares, you kill animals because you got to survive. And it's hard. It's kind of hard to hold that against people. But unfortunately, you know, man's shown that if you don't take care of the resource, you'll destroy it. And that's exactly what's happened in this given area with this tribe. But they have a wise leader, uh, Her Royal Highness Shekabeta. Again, Her Royal Highness, and that's kind of the cool thing about it. It's not often that you run across a tribe in Africa that has uh, got a chief that's a woman. And so we've been telling the story of an area that's literally been depleted of game, uh, just small little pockets here and there. And uh, we've watched uh, uh, one family that came in there, uh, safari operators, with no with no guarantee of ever being able to do any hunting or anything, not re- you know, getting any money at all. And they've gone ahead and invested with these people, uh, building fish farms, building schools, building uh, medical facilities, and helping bring food stability uh, to the people so that they don't have to poach. And they've been also, you know, waging a full-on bush war against uh, bushmeat poachers, which are basically criminal gangs. And uh, so I've been documenting this over the the last two and a half years. Uh, We'll be wrapping it up in uh, the first part of 2020. And then our goal is to submit that to the Sundance Film Festival. The whole idea is that when wildlife has a value, 
the people benefit, and so does the wildlife. And 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 that's really the, the, the what they say. No matter where you are in the world, I mean, you know, uh, if a resource pays for itself, it'll stay. If the wildlife uh, pays for itself, you know, if it pays, it stays. Is kind of the that's the, the word a lot of people use. They're saying. So our, our goal is to reach out in the non-traditional outdoor communications way. Uh, places like Sundance Film Festival. We're also going to be utilizing uh, the internet uh, to target various groups of people with great information, great facts, uh, and working with a lot of the other wildlife NGOs out there to get their information out there in front of the right people. Fantastic. So if folks wanted to find Shepherds of Wildlife Society on the internet, where can they look? And also to that regard, uh, how can folks best get involved with the organization? Well, Sam, thanks for asking that question, because that's kind of the $10 million question. (laughs) All of this costs money. Uh, You know, I wish we could say we could just wave a magic wand and, and make all these things happen. But uh, to do it right, we do things really, you know, we do things well. And, uh, you know, we've got to raise some money to pay for some stuff. So if folks are interested in getting more information about what we're doing or checking out our, our principles of a, a modern ethical hunter, just go to shepherdsofwildlife.org. Uh, you can, uh, you know, drop down menu, you can get to all those things there. But we also have some pretty unique things that we're doing as fundraisers. Uh, we just started a couple of things that we're selling in our shop. Uh, one is a bracelet for all the women out there, and even men for that matter, uh, that we've had some uh, local uh, tribes lady, uh, tribeswoman out at, in the Soli tribe. Uh, we've hired them to make bracelets. And part of what we're doing there is they're utilizing uh, the snares that have been apprehended in the wild by the game scouts. And they are taking these snares and weaving them into bracelets. And uh, they still have that look and feel uh, of an actual snare. They're authentic snares that have been used uh, in the making of this jewelry. And uh, our goal is to bring awareness through that to a lot of different people. I almost think of it as uh, some people may have seen like giraffe or elephant hair bracelets, uh, just beautiful uh, artwork that a lot of uh, indigenous communities make throughout Southern and, and Central Africa. But these uh, snares is kind of a, a new thing that we're, we thought we approach uh, uh, the general public with as a way to help out. We also have a, a plaque where you can actually purchase an entire snare uh, as it was in the field uh, from the Shepherds of Wildlife Society. They're all numbered plaques. Uh, they come with uh, certificate authentication. Both, both the bracelet and the plaque comes with a certificate and explains exactly where the snare came from, what it was done, and, and what the proceeds will be used to. Ideally, uh, you know, we have two main things we're doing with the bracelet. The first thing is, is we're using uh, the funds to help our overall uh, mission with content creation and uh, development of our educational curriculum, uh, but also at the same time, uh, the women of the Soli tribe, uh, the operator there has a zero interest loan program for women. Uh, they, uh, they run uh, several thousand dollars every few months uh, where they donate it to these ladies that come to them with a business plan for a small business and they're interest-free loans and they have to pay the loans back in about six months. And when the money comes back in, they turn around and, and uh, reloan it to other ladies. So it's about empowering women, uh, especially women that, uh, you know, these women work their butts off out there and, and they're expected to do a lot of things. And when you're dealing with uh, the severe rate of alcoholism that we see out in the field, um, these women are really under the gun and having anything that can help them is, uh, uh, will help them uh, get their kids educated, help them live, uh, you know, pretty at least halfway decent lives out there. And then the other thing is with uh, what we're doing, uh, this, this, the, uh, 
snares, this, that's particularly going right to our general fund. Uh, but it's a unique gift. It's uh, every one of them is completely different. There's no two of the same. Uh, but they're mounted on a uh, great wood plaque. And uh, for anybody who's interested in, in doing something to promote sound wildlife conservation education, it's a great gift or a great, a great thing to hang on your wall in your office. Yeah, I'm checking them out on the website right now. They're really cool. And it's it's like, a, you know, a cool, unique thing um, that, you know, not only does it help support what you guys are doing, but uh, especially if you like hang it up in an office it's a really cool conversation piece that I think could get some incredible conversations started with your coworkers. Um, yeah. So, and, and every one of them, every one of them comes, they're all numbered. So our goal is to get into the thousands uh, the safari operator uh, where we've been filming in Zambia has taken out of the field over 15,000 snares to date in the last three years. Geez. And uh, every one of those snares is a potential dead uh, antelope or a dead leopard or a lion or a missing foot off a baboon. Uh, you know, we, we've actually seen some just some horrific situations where snares uh, left in the field that done to some incredible damage to wildlife. Well, y'all make sure you head on over to our conservation page at the wildinitiative.com slash conservation. You can scroll down on there and check out the profile for Shepherds of Wildlife Society. There you can find links to the website and all the socials. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down with me and talk about the organization today. Yeah, Sam, that, that's, uh, we really, really greatly appreciate everything you and your audience are doing. And all I say is I'd love to give a challenge. Let's make conservation cool. <laughs>